devil in the detail. <laughs> Hello, what's this week's Devil in the Detail podcast? I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things. So for a devil's job in the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside. Paul, uh, how's your week been, mate? Hey, Rob, yeah, I've been good, thank you, very good. Just busy at work, like I say, every week, and just chilling really now tonight after work and looking forward to my holiday next week. I'm going on holiday next week, so uh, having a few days off. Um, I'm working Saturday, so I'm going a day late. I'm meeting the family up uh, near Bamborough Castle where we're going for some, a few days off and walk the dog and things like that. So I'm looking forward to a bit of uh, rest time and then watch, come back on Saturday and watch the Challenge Cup final next Saturday. So, uh, yeah, living the rock and roll rock lifestyle. I'm not going sitting on the beach, which I'd like to do, but a uh, bit of family time, which is good. Yeah, I had a Eurovision party at weekend, Paul. We go big with Eurovision. What's your views on Eurovision? Uh, I've never really watched it. I used to watch it every now and again when my grand was alive, because my grand used to like that, and we used to watch that on a Saturday night with her, and Terry Wogan used to present it, I think. So you're talking in the 90s, I think, there. But no, what did I do on Saturday night? I can't remember what I did. No, what did I do Saturday night? I watched a bit of boxing Saturday night. Yeah, right. I've been working, so it was a late, a late. I didn't know it was on though because I believe we were one of the favourites, weren't we, for it? And, yeah. Um, I can't remember the lad's name now, but he said he was like a YouTuber. Called, and... Is he called Sam Ryder? Something. <laughs> You're asking me there. Yeah. yeah I'm not too sure now, but uh, how did he go on? Did he, he finished. We didn't win it, did we? No, we finished second behind Ukraine. We were in front until they had the world votes through the telephone, but then Ukraine got the sympathy vote, which is fair enough because they're at war, aren't they, with Russia? So um, they won by about. 400 but i think in another 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 day we could we could have we could have won that yeah good stuff uh, and then yesterday i went to town doing a went to a, a podcast workshop the town how to improve our interview techniques and paul you know we do quite well really we, i learned i learned a bit but we do most of it already good you probably had a better day than me <laughs> just today mm-hmm. had a right nightmare day at work but yeah it, it's good to learn things isn't it anything that you can you can pick up to to, to make the show better is is good any sort of tips you can learn off people so there's always someone who knows a bit more than you i've learned that with my job you always listen and soak things up and it's the best thing you can do yeah, yeah. So there's loads to go on uh, this week. We're going to look at all the uh, matches we got in, in relation to our clubs. We've got all the big news coming out of the, the club this week. We've got Whitesides Worlds of Rugby League. Uh, see what's going on in the World of Rugby League with Paul. And then we're going to preview all the games for our clubs uh, this week. So we'll start uh, with uh, the Leeds win. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were victorious against Leeds Rhinos. They won 23 points to eight, Paul. What a great result for Paul Rally's men. It was. It was a result that was much needed, wasn't it? We spoke about the runner form that we were in and, and what have you. And I think both sides were desperate for, for the win, really. So, I thought we came out with the right attitude and we, we sort of brought in the performance and the intensity levels that we've displayed at Lee, at St. Ellen, sorry, and Wigan in those two really brave performances and put it into practice against Leeds and don't think they live with us at all, really. I thought we, uh, we probably bombed a few chances, but what impressed me more than anything was the defence. I thought the defence was absolutely outstanding because if you look at the penalty count, I think it was 13-7 or something like that to Leeds and they had a lot of that ball and territory and in our, in our sort of 20, 25, didn't they? So they had a lot of ball on the line. I've not seen the stats of how many played the balls they had in our half, but I bet it was a lot. 
And the amount of goal line defence with him, I mean, look at the, the try saving tackles Watkins, Cross, and Croft got one, Briley and, and Sneed, Sneed in the first half. So defence wins your matches, doesn't it? And, and I think it won us that one. Yeah, talk about the the game uh, winning tackles. You kind of forget about them as the season go on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Watkins one, like I said, the Dion Cross one in the corner saved certain tries, and it kind of show it shows that you know if he doesn't make that tackle, it changes everything. And and mm-hmm. us to 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 win that game against Leeds, them tackle needs to be made, and it proves obviously these big players uh, can do big things in big uh, moments. They certainly can, and I mean, people have said this season, me included, about the pack not being big enough and things like that. And I thought our pack on on Sunday stood up and mm. it roasted Leeds. Really, they couldn't live with us. And you know, some of the tackles in that second half. I think there was one on Richie Myler returning the ball, and he absolutely flattened him. Yeah. And it was a fair tackle, legitimate tackle. And that's what you're asking for. You're asking for that intensity level and that that sort of toughness in defence. I mean, Brody Croft. I mean, th- th- that lad. Defensively, attackingly, he played. I think that's his best game for Solver. That I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He was in everything and looked a real, real, real leader. So, uh, so I couldn't argue with it at all. I couldn't really pick a man of the match. I said to my dad, so in the last fifteen minutes, I hope Croft gets it because of the way he's played and, and he did. And I thought he got, but he could have gone to a whole host of players because it was a real professional uh, performance. Yeah, uh, got some long-term injuries uh, back as well. Tim Lafay back, yeah. Harvey Lavette. You know, fantastic performance on from from both of them. It was, yeah, it was great to see Harvey Lovett come back, and you know, he didn't look like he'd been away really. Um, he set up a try, you know, got a good offload out in the first half. He's very, very dangerous offloading the ball. He's a very solid player as well, very good defensively. And uh, I know when I saw the the team, the squad in the week, I thought, oh, perhaps Paulo just filled it with those players just to make the numbers up. Didn't think half of them were going to be playing. And when I saw the team sheet. I thought, wow, it's great to see the likes of Joe Burge back, Tim LaFire back, Elijah Taylor back. You know, there's still a few other players that, to come back as well, isn't there? So uh, I think once we've got that first choice side out, like we're getting now, we can win a match for anybody. We really are. And it's positive now looking up the table rather than worrying about, you know, relegation and things like that because, you know, we, we've got the quality to trouble teams in that league. Yeah. Uh, like I say, Brody Croft and Max need back in action together. You know, mm-hmm. pulling the strings, made, causing chaos in yeah. that Leeds defence. Uh, I've also got to highlight Amir Borough. I thought he was amazing in uh, loose forward, you know, playing well above his weight, uh, you know, making inroads. And, you know, w- what a what a difference he, he, he makes when he comes on and plays like that. He's a cracking little character as well. I noticed that when he played at St. Helens of the week on his debut. He doesn't take a backward step. He's only a young kid. But he doesn't take any jip off anybody. He's a, he's got a bit of a niggly edge to him, which is good. Which is what you want. Is a, is a competitor, and uh, you know you don't take that away from me. Not there's nothing of him, mm. but um, no real, real good tough nut he is, and I like him. I like his attitude as well. I thought Ryan Briley came back, and he was outstanding. I thought you know he's so brave, Ryan Briley. I mean, a few people criticised him earlier in the season, but. I, I think he's, he's a really tough kid. He really is. And, you know, he was out with, with rib, rib injury, wasn't he? And I didn't think he'd come back for this game, but he links in the line so well with Croft and, and Sneed and that that sort of triangle of players there. It caused Leeds problems all, all afternoon. Yeah, and I thought second half in the arm wrestle, uh, we, we played fantastic. We obviously, we traded sets, uh, no silly errors, no penalties, proper discipline. You know, Paul Rowley would have been chuffed with that. Yeah, he would. I thought there was a lot of penalties in the game on a whole. Um, not criticising the referee. I think it was the same for both sides, really. But sometimes I think referees probably should just let the game flow a bit more because it does make it a bit stop stop and start. It's hard for teams to, to get a foot in the, in the game. So, uh, But, you know, that, that aside, I thought our defence was very, very solid. Uh, we, we looked like a real team on, on Sunday. We really did. That's one of our best performances, particularly at home. 
we've played this season. We never really looked in any trouble. I mean, when you played Leeds in the past, we've probably been hanging on saying, oh, God, we need another try or we need to score next. But we managed the game superbly. And the drop goal, for me, summed it up. I mean, it just took that game away from Leeds. You know, got three scores in front. Everything they did was right. And I thought Leeds were lucky to get to get two tries. Well, I mean, the one they got in the first half probably come from Joe Burgess throwing out an absolute hospital pass. I mentioned that to him on the interview and he, he, he mentioned to me it was windy. But um, I think he was tired from one of the runs that he'd done. But that gifted Leeds a try. But other than that, they, they never really battered us. You know, Zach Hardaker came and I thought we, we, we muscled up against him all, all afternoon and never never let them get going. I mean, Blake Austin, he's a, you know, he's a big name halfback, but you wouldn't have even known he was on the field. He, he, they just kept him quiet and, and did the job. Yeah, um, obviously talking about Joel Burgess. Here you are talking to him, um, Jack Armanroyd, and me talking to Ryan Bradley after the game. Right, we're joined by Joel Burgess. Nice to get back to the AJ Bell Stadium, mate. You got on the score sheet as well. Did you enjoy that today? I did. Enjoyed it. Um, I've been out for now about three or four weeks, so definitely felt it in the second half because I was, um, let's just say, I was blowing at my backside. Has it, been, um, has it been a frustrating time for you this season? Because you, you've, you've looked good in the matches, then you've had to miss a couple, haven't you? You've not been able to get a consistent run of form in the, in the, in the team. Um, oh, well, I, I got five five or six games under my belt. Um, and then I got a bit of a niggle. Um, so now hopefully I can keep fit. We've got a game next week and then we've got another gap week. So I should be all right for the rest of the season. Now. I should be flying if I can keep myself fit. How did that gap week do, do you? Because, you know, St. Helens game away, great performance, but patched up side. Did that do you really good, that, having that week off, that week rest? It did, but it didn't. I really wanted to play Wigan and Saints, to be honest. Um, I, I was frustrated, so I was just training hard all week so I can get back out there with the boys and, and get... Uh, get the two points. You definitely not a half back though. That pass you chucked out to work uh, against the other. Did you get in trouble with that off ball roller? It was windy. <laughs> it, it was a bit windy. There, I know um, it's not. He's not said anything yet, but I imagine uh, it'll get pulled That'll up. That'll be in the video tomorrow. It was good to get on the score sheet again. You, know, you showed a bit of pace there in, in that to, to score as well. You had a good finisher, aren't you? I think we've said a few times this season. Are you, are you looking at getting into that World Cup team? Is that um, an ambition of yours? In the in the past few years, I've, I've always. I've always said I want to get on the England team at the end of the year. This year, I'm not even thinking about it. I just want to enjoy playing again, playing as many games as I can. And it, I know if I put 100% effort in, I'll, um, I'll have a good chance of getting there. But to be honest with you, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just, I just want to enjoy playing and, and getting some wins. How important is it now to carry the momentum from today to catch up for the next week? Another home game, short turn around Friday night. Is that is that something you're looking forward to getting another win now? 100%. Um, we've got a good result against them first game of the season. So hopefully we can back that up at our, our ground. Um, yeah, short tournament, so we've got to look at ourselves over the next few days and we're going to go again at the AGL. Thanks for speaking to us, mate. Thank All you. the best next week. Thank you. So I'm joined by Ryan Bradley. What a, what a great win that was. Yeah, good. Um, I think it's been coming, if I'm honest. I think our last two performances, um, even though we've not got the win, probably showed some good signs and a bit of a blueprint for us. So um, delighted just to more of the relief that we get the rewards for the good stuff we've been doing. Um, it's nice. Yeah, you've had a, obviously a few tough weeks against tough opposition. Do you think that helped in, in this game against Leeds? Um, I, I'm not sure about the, the opposition. I, it was more... Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to explain what we've changed. No, because um, that'll give it away. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but ultimately, there's something working for us, what we're really happy with. So, um, again, we've found a bit of a blueprint in how to play a certain way. Um, so we're happy. Yeah, obviously tried today for you. What an impressive try as well, under the post, in front of the, the south stand. No, what a moment. 
Yeah, um, again, I, I suppose it's probably most of the rugby league community won't know how much that probably means to against Leeds as well. Yeah, yeah, um, it's sort of the stuff you dream about, I suppose. And yeah, to see my fam, to see my family witness that as well, it's it's special. And in, in I always said like rugby league doesn't give you a lot of things, uh, but it gives you a lot of memories. And, and that for me will um, will go will go a long way. And, and ultimately, um, delight, but more so that the two points we, we spoke before the game about weren't really too fussed how we performed other than the two points they were critical today yeah obviously now opportunity now to kick on uh, win today and win next weekend Cass words are oyster in it yeah of course and, and that's how we will take it also game by game I know it's the old cliche but um, Super League comes out you thick and fast as you know there's just games obviously being, being thrown everywhere and um, obviously we had a bit of adversity against us I don't know if, if Rolls mentioned it but there was a bit of a bit of a sickness bug in, yeah. in, in the camp um, and players being pulled out left right and centre so to get that win uh, they're the special ones I think that shows there's a, a unity in the, in the team and as a group and great bunch of lads here we get on really well and it, it's, it's nice to be a part of but I think it's important that them wins when you're not you're not playing your absolute best and you've got all the excuses in the world not to not to perform uh, not to give you all, give your all and, and, and to be so dominant in a game against such a quality team is um yeah it's pleasing it makes that second half even more impressive now than all the, the people who were on the sick <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah there's, uh, most of us if i'm honest most of us were, were struggling um i was hanging on for dear life there at, at, at the end but it, it was um that they're the special and, and you do, when you when you also come to the end of the season you don't really rem- remember a lot of stuff but i think this is one you'll remember just because of the pure circumstances that Let's be honest, it was all pointed towards a Leeds win today. Yeah. Like, new coach, obviously, a lot of fans turned out for him. Um, obviously, a lot of enthusiasm for, from their team, and we knew that. We knew that was coming. Um, so, that's what, for me, that makes our, our, our win more, more impressive the fact that we had, no, we had no right to win the game. Everyone was sick, everyone poorly. Um, and, mate, listen, if we'd have lost the game, no one would have mentioned the, the excuse, and I think that's what Rolls has brought into us. And I always say, like, this, this project is going is to take a, a long time, if I'm honest. That we're showing glimpses of certain things, certain certain glimpses of what we can do, but it's going to take it's going to take time, and, and that's where you find the consistency. Um, but ultimately, we've got a great group who, who are going to work hard for each other. Brilliant. Delighted to say Jack Armourad joins me. Big performance against your old club. Good to get the result today. You must be pleased with that. But yeah, really pleased. Yeah, it's uh, second time obviously beating it this year. Go on. Uh, it's, it's a real good feeling, yeah. yeah. I think, especially today, we, we needed the win as well, really. So, a massive game. I've got pulled up performance and we can win. Obviously, you had two defeats away from home, Wigan and Saitland, where you put everything into those those games. Did you bring that intensity in today? Because it felt like, you know, defence was outstanding today. Yeah, which we've talked about in training the last couple of weeks. I think that's that's us now, I think. I think that's the standard we've set ourselves. And I don't think we can, we can't drop below that level now. If we, if we play that level every week, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do all right from now on. You've got Castleford at home next Friday, short turnaround. Is this the sort of pivotal time of the season now? Is that what you're speaking about in the changing? Because it's obviously looking up the table rather than down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, like I say, we've, we've had two good performances with uh, Wigan State, so not, not managed to come away with any points. We've had a couple of weeks off and we've had a bit of a... We've, we've talked about it quite a bit, saying, like I just said, saying that's, that's all about, that's, that's us now. So, um Hopefully we can keep keep on putting these performances in, and yeah, you will be looking up the table rather than down. Yeah. Did you feel that week off last week benefited you as a club really? Because you were some battered and bruised bodies after the Saint Ange yeah. game, wasn't there? Yeah, well, we played four games in however many days, so it's it's going to help in having a couple of weeks off. Um, I think it's, we've got a bit of time off, so I think that's helped as well. Refresh everybody, come back refreshed. 
had a good week's training leading up to the Leeds game this week and then put a good performance in, so I think it's just going to give us a bit of confidence going forward now. You're in good form yourself as well, running the ball in our tackling well. You must be pleased with the way you're playing at the moment, you know, personally as well. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. I've gone for a couple of years ago, not really playing much to playing every week now, so I think it's just up to me now to keep putting putting decent performances in and um, playing as well as I can, really. And, well done today, mate. Thanks very much for speaking to us. It's like you say, Joe Burgess there, you know, talking about, you know, how he's, he's back playing rugby now, obviously, uh, you know, suffering with the injuries off the last couple of weeks and he's glad to be back on the field. Yeah, he's a quality player and as you call him a Rolls-Royce winger and he is, he's a very confident man. He's got that touch of class about him as well, haven't you? He, he, like you said it before, he glides down the pitch and, you know, good, quick wingers are like that. He's a, he's a joy to watch Joe Burgess. I really, really like him and as he gets better and plays in the team more and drier grounds and all that, I think he'll start scoring the tries. I mean, Ken Seal, well, Ken Seal's try ratio at Salford is absolutely this out of this world he plays for Salford and he scores doesn't he you can rely on him every week you know if you're a betting man get money on him to score a try any time because he'll get one for you so so yeah and Jack Armourride as well I think he's another form man I mean I mentioned to Joe Burgess about the World Cup Jack Armourride he could push his way into that England squad yeah, you know he's a he's a really big man he's dead aggressive he's dead good in defence if he can carry on you know the form he could be in with a shout maybe not if he doesn't get in the World Cup maybe the England Knights team because he's as good as anybody in that, that squad then he's, uh, he's huge as well <laughs> he's, he's taller than me so uh, he, he's a he's nice lad as well good to, to speak to them and uh, it's good for you to speak to Briley as well another good lad yeah Ryan Briley spoke to me about uh, obviously the, the moment he scores the winning try against Lee in front of the South stand in front of his family and you know how much it means to him and it's kind of wondering like whether it it's, it's how you imagined it would be and he was like yeah it's, it was, it's that and more which is special because obviously you know rugby league is about making memories and, and you know big moments like that you know will sticks in the mind for him and his family yeah he certainly does it and I can't sing Ryan Briley's praises highly enough I mean I noticed on Sunday when we were having a chat and coming out he was still there talking to supporters um, he makes a lot of time for people he's very patient he's, he's always having time for kids and having autographs and that and He's been really good with my imaging as well. Every time he's seen her, he's, he's had his pictures took with her and, and said hi. And that means a lot to kids. I, I've got him to thank, really, for getting her hooked to rugby league because when she first started going this season, I think it was him that had influenced her a bit, really. And I think that's great. I mean, it's the same when I was a kid, sort of Tex Evans, Gibbo, they influenced me. And you'll have your same, you'll have your heroes as well. And uh, no, he's a good lad. And I think it's special when when players are living the dream of playing for the side, they support it as a boy as well. And, uh, you know, Ryan, you can see in his performances, he's, he's been sensational. Yeah, I spoke to Paul Rowley in the press conference after the game, and this is what he had to say. Coach's Corner. Second half was a real loudness. I must be proud of your boys' performance in that second half. Yeah, just, again, character. Yeah, they, 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 they hung in, if you like, and found a way to do it. And, and that's what you have to do sometimes in, in rugby, uh, and they did it. Yeah, and obviously getting Harvey Levitt back, and uh, Tim Lapp, I expect quality makes a big mm. difference, doesn't it? 100%, said that loads of times, um, whether it be making the final pass or, or you know making a tackle on a one-on-one, big bodies, uh, be it a couple of good lines that went clean through, the set-up tries, so it, it is quality at the end of the day and uh, usually makes a big difference in, in, in tight games. Obviously, last few weeks we've had some tough games. How big of a win was that? Uh, massive, really, because you you know you, you, there are a lot of eyes on Leeds today and uh, and what their story was. So uh, I think we've been quietly going about our business and obviously it's our ground, so we're not going to sit here and be uh, the bridesmaid in this one. And uh, and fair play to the lads that you know that 
through through uh, adversity they they stood up and they, they, they did the talking through their actions and uh, but we had some good leaders on the field uh, but yeah they were good today. I mean Borough played loose forward for a good 20 minutes <laughs> that was unbelievable wasn't it? Yeah it, and, and that's Amir uh, he probably epitomises what, what we're about as a group uh, he would have done whatever I asked him to do so um, albeit He's not very good at banging the drum and the team song. His coordination is pretty poor. But other than that, he's cast, cast next week. Got be confident going to that. Uh, again, always confident. Um, so we just need to see what we've got left. The troops um, we're, we're very low and, and got some more today as well. So it doesn't get any easier. So that was Paul Rowley talking to me after the game, Paul, and he said it was a big win, uh, for, you know, for the team with everything going on with the sickness bug going round and, and and Toulouse winning. Yeah, it was a big win. It was a, I mean, to beat Leeds twice in a season, I've not seen that very often in my lifetime, and neither of you, have you? So uh, we've just got to go and win the treble now. We're going to win at their place, haven't we? But I think it was a bit of a crossroads game for us. I said that to a few people. I think if Leeds had a won, they'd have pulled away from us, wouldn't they? Been three points in front. Um, it was a good win for us with Toulouse beating Wakefield. We've not got to worry about Wakefield and Toulouse. I think we've got to start looking at the table now. We probably mentioned later the cast game. That's another winnable match for us now. We've got a lot of home games coming up, and we've got to start start winning games. And, and you know we could go on a real good run. So I'm confident of that. We've got the players. We've showed that in the last three uh, three matches we've played in. Yeah, uh, looking at the stats, uh, Paul, top tacklers, uh, Watkins with 33, Ackers with 28, uh, Tyber, Tyber. Tyler, Tyler Dupree, who made his debut, who was, yeah. was impressive in, in, the, in the period he played. Uh, he made 24 tackles, King Bunny Ayawa 25, and Harvey Levette 28. Yeah, there, were, there was a lot of hard work done there. I think Danny Addy's a player that needs a bit of a mention as well. I thought he worked really hard mm. when he was on the pitch and uh, always looks like he's carrying injuries and, and niggles. His knees always strapped up and that, but he works hard and... Uh, and yeah, there's probably players there that I've not mentioned as well. Who else was I going to mention? Um, I can't remember now. Who was I going to mention now? There's a player who's going to... Uh, Watkins, Callum Watkins. Yeah. How could I forget? Um, he's been great, hasn't he? I mean, I've seen the accolades he's been getting on, on Twitter and that people saying he's a form second rower. And I think he made the team of the week. Uh, was it this week or last week? And he, he's gave himself a new lease of life, really, and, and come into the side. And he just looks so professional and tackles so well, makes the yards as well. And I think we've we've got a real quality player in Callum there. And, uh, you know, we didn't think he was going to be a second role for us. But if that's going to, you know, win us matches, then, then great, because he's a top player. Yeah, I have to agree with you about Danny Addy. I thought it was sensational. The best yeah. game, I think, in a Salfordshire. Yeah. Engaging the line, being the pivot. I know Greg Burke likes the, 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 the sort of show and go throw ball. Um, but he... Fantastic on on Sunday there. Uh, top meter makers for me, Ken C151, Callum Watkins 122, Tim Laffey 121, King Bunny Ayao 138, Harvey Lavette 94, Amir Borre 83, and Dion Cross 105. So like I always say, if you can get five or six over 100, you're going the right way. Well, Dion Cross is another man. I mean, he's not in the England Knights squad, and I can't believe I was not. Because he's been absolutely tremendous for us this season. For a player to come in who's never really played at the top level before, and when he came, people said to me, "Oh, he'll be a good squad player in this set." And he nailed it straight away into that that side. And his defence has been outstanding. He's quick off the mark. He's still only relatively a young man as well, and can get get even better. So for me, we've got to tie him down a good contract. And I know we've got, he's got an extension now, but he's been a real fine for us. And uh, yeah, it's a sensational player. So really pleased for him as well. 
Yeah, obviously with Toulouse winning, Paul, it is a big win when you when you look mm. at the table and yeah. you know momentum after the last few weeks of playing tough teams and narrowly losing, uh, coming up on the right side of a result, especially this week, uh, would have been big. Well, and you look at Leeds as well. They play Wakefield this week coming, so that's another massive game. And and I was looking at the the Leeds coaches' body language and the players when they were coming out, and their confidence is shot. They were coming out there with their heads down, and I'm not worried about that. That's that's up to them to sort out. But that that's a massive game for them against Wakefield this week. Now, whoever wins, the loser of that game is right down there with, with Toulouse, and you can see Toulouse winning matches, can't you? Know as the season goes on, it gets warmer down there in the south of France. It's a tougher place for people to go. Only takes them to start winning a couple of games, and teams are going to get dragged in. You know, Warrington, they're only a few points in front of us. They're on a dismal run at the moment. So they could be a side that gets dragged into it. But for us, I think we've just got to keep concentrating on what we're doing. It's been it's been tough for us with the, with the injuries that we've had. And, and now we're sort of getting that bit of light at the end of the tunnel and, and, and showing our potential. Because it's a shame when you can't, you know, put your, your full strength side out and you are struggling. But uh, but I think though the game against Wigan and Saints, I think it gives us a, a lot of confidence that, you know, a lot of belief. We've just got to carry that on now. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports. Matter of the matches, I said big, big win. Uh, Borough, uh, Ricky Peen, his dogs in sale. Uh, Dan Vine, Salford, Watkins, Sarah Bocott. Fantastic team performance, Callum Watkins. Uh, Parker, magnificent display, Reds, Croft. Gary Williams, total team performance, Borough. Steve Bennett, great team effort, Watkins. KDL, silent assassin, Croft. Uh, your mate, Roy Ellaby, for Colin Dixon. Brody Croft, CNR, hardly any errors, Croft. Mark, we're hot, Croft. Richard Martin, fantastic team, spirit, Croft. John Waite, who needs props, Watkins. D, Danny Holmes, my mate Danny Holmes. Well, well managed game, Watkins. I think that's good. Obviously, we talk about managing the game and, you know, Mark's need, uh, obviously, having a few sort of average weeks, but, you know, come back, come back with a perfect uh, managed game on Sunday. He did. I must admit, when I saw the team sheet, I was a bit felt a bit sorry for Chris Atkins because I thought he played really well in the last few weeks when Mark Snead was out, and I sort of questioned it a bit. I thought, oh, I feel a bit sorry there for Chris. And then when Mark played, and and, and he played really well, Mark Snead. I thought that's probably one of his best games for Salford. If 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 I'm honest, I, I thought he bossed it with uh, him and Brody Croft. Brody Croft was outstanding. Yeah, he really was, and um, I can't sing his praises highly enough. I mean, said in the report. The way he took the ball to the line, it's a brave thing to do that. There's not many players. My dad used to tell me that Kenny Gill used to do it for Salford, where he'd take the ball and run to the defender and pass the ball as late as he possibly could and then got absolutely clattered. But Croft was doing the same thing. And you know you're going to get absolutely battered off the defender, but you're, you're leaving him in two minds and, and, it, and Leeds didn't know what to do. And a quality halfbacks do that. You have to be brave to be an halfback, don't you? And uh, yeah, it shone through at the weekend. Leeds couldn't handle him at all. Yep. Uh, Stewart's Shields, Watkins was immense, Croft. Trev, totally outplayed Leeds, Croft. Quinnis and Janet Shenton, great all-round performance team. Colin Wilson, totally dominated performance, man of the match, 1-17. to Clarke, uh, it was coming, Croft. Colin Reynolds' defence was top, Watkins. Uh, Sam Richmond, proper defensive Reds, Croft. Sean, great team effort, Watkins. Solid team performance, uh, King. Uh, Kenroyd, truly simply amazing. Uh, Nicholas Fetcher, better discipline today, Croft. I think that's, you've got a good point there. Obviously, we didn't give too many bad penalties away. And when you're not absorbing, Paul, it makes a big difference. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't 
constantly under the... Well, we was. We give a lot of penalties away, but we, we dealt with it. We dealt with a lot, didn't we? And, uh, and soaked it up. And, and we did that against St. Helens. And for large parts, we did it. We did pretty, defended pretty well against Wigan. I mean, they, they had a lot of balls, scored 30 points against us. But I think to concede 14 at St. Helens and then eight against Leeds with it, with all the attacking prowesses them two teams have got, I think it's uh, it just shows how our defence has improved. Yeah. Um, finally, Willows Red, world-class Watkins. Watkins and Arthur Bollard, tight-knit team. So, big thanks for, for all your big three-word match reports, man, the matches. It's great uh, to be reading positive ones out after a, after a great win. Yeah, it certainly is. I think Watkins and, and Croft, they're a bit of a loving there. They got they got lows, didn't they, them two? So, uh, you'll have to get Parker to top them up when he yeah. uh, gets his calculator out. But, no... They're a lot better to read them out when we've won a game than they are when they've uh, when we've lost. So let's talk about our ladies team, Paul. Through to the semi-final of the League Cup, they le- they beat Illingworth forty-two points to six away from home. What a fantastic result uh, for Chris Bates' ladies! Yeah, great result. You know, another tough away trip. I've just seen the the photographs actually that Steve has sent us uh, with them all celebrating at the uh, at the AJ Bell Stadium with the bottles of beer and what have you. So yeah, great camaraderie at the building there and a great team spirit and uh, and another great result. You know, I've seen the semi final results as well. It was a big Hull derby, wasn't there, in um, in the quarterfinals, Hull against Hull Kingston Rovers. So uh, there's some tough teams left in the competition, but uh, you know, a, a great chance now to go on and win a trophy in their inaugural season, which is uh, that's a, it's a fantastic achievement to get to where they've got to at the moment, and it just keeps rolling, doesn't it? The good news story. Yeah, uh, Lucy McKeon with a hat trick, Steph Gray, Lauren Ellison, Kaylee Bradshaw, Louise Fellingham, and Epi Fletcher. Uh, she scored her first try uh, for Salford, uh, and all the girls jumped on her because uh, she's had a few near misses in the last few weeks, uh, Paul. So to get over the line uh, boosted everyone's uh, happiness and went long into the night. Yeah, well done. Yeah, great. great. Um... Great result, as I said, and good to see so many different try scorers as well. You know, it just shows that they, they can, they've got threats all over the field, haven't they, at the moment? And uh, so dangerous, and the amount of points they've scored this season. We'll have to top up how many tries they've actually scored up to now, because it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's been plenty, hasn't it? You know, every week's been a bit of a try fest. So, uh, so yeah, let's just hope we can go one step further now and, uh, and reach this final and, uh, you know, go on and win the trophy. I think that that'd be absolutely outstanding if they could do that. Yeah, Demi Jones kicked three goals. Lucy McKeon kicked two. It's a tough place to go, Illingworth. Uh, obviously, when you're uh, when you're in the quarter final at home, you know your crowd expect a, a victory. But the, our girls went in there, uh, you know, took on all the uh, the sort of uh, animosity and uh, and you know put it put it uh, to their advantage. Yeah, they took it on the stride this season, haven't they? I mean, that's a, they've won quite a lot of games away from home, and you know it's, it's different when you're a new side, you've not played before, you go into grounds and having experiences that you're not too sure about, and it can play on the on the mind, can it? And with your nerves and that. But the ladies, for me, they, they don't seem to, to show any nerves. They, they play like a team that's been playing for, for years together. So uh, that that for me bodes well for the future, and um, you know they can really start challenging. Uh, you know. You've just, I've said it all the time, I say it about the, the men's team, the first team, it's just every game as it comes, isn't it? You can't start setting yourself daft targets, you've just got to, you know, take each week as it comes and, and, and notch the, the wins off and that's what they've been doing and uh, that's the best way to go. Yeah, uh, Megan Condoliff uh, won lady of the match, uh, Laura Bent um, played big minutes as well and, and Taz was, was, was busy around the rock as always and I would say that forward pack just only knows one way to go and it's it's forward certainly is yeah and um, 
you, you need that, don't you? You know, the, there's an old saying that the forwards win you the game, don't they? And the backs play off the back of that. And I think that that's right in both the ladies and the men's side of the sport. You've got to have that pack that's going to work hard and do the, do the tough stuff. And a lot of the time, it's that work sort of goes unnoticed. People only remember the tries, don't they, in the glory moments. But you've got to earn that right to play, haven't you? And earn that right to, to be to get good field position. So that that's done by hard work. And, you know... The, the ladies are like the like the very same thing. You you don't just turn up on a match day, and and sort of it all magically clicks together. A lot of that work is done Tuesday night, Thursday night in the gym, on the training pitch. There's an awful lot of work that goes into that, and I mean they need a, the the coaching staff and the players all need applauding for that because I think sometimes as a supporter just think everyone rolls up at the weekend and it all comes together, but there's an awful lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, I spoke to, to Chris Bates and Steph Gray uh, about the about the match and the victory, and this is what I had to say. Coach's corner. So we're joined by Sovereign Devils ladies coach coach Chris Bates. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris. Hey Rob, thanks for having us again. Yeah. Congratulations on your quarter final win in the League Cup against Illingworth. Uh, talk us through it. Oh, th- thanks very much. I mean. It's phenomenal, really, isn't it? To to be through to a semi final in in what's ultimately the first season. I'm I just I'm delighted for him. I, I risk repeating myself over and over again. I suppose that that they're just getting the plaudits that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And I see them work every week, and I see the stuff that they do in in terms of extras and seeing players get fitter and fitter and fitter, and 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 that comes through the, the work they're putting in. So I'm just delighted that they're getting some reward for it. To be honest, um, in terms of the game itself. Oh, it was a proper old school amateur rugby league game. You know, it, it, like that—that that was an horrible place to go. If I'm honest, um, change rooms were tiny and they were dead hot, and you know, mud all over the walls. And you know, we're we're trying to try to create a kind of professional environment for them, but we're we're hanging shirts up on um on nails, you know, rusty nails in the dressing room. And that's no knock to Willingworth. Welcome to rugby league. This is how it works. And mm. and it was just another different environment for the for the group to go into with a sideline that was. You know, partisan doesn't really cut it. They were they, they were they were tough sides to play in front of, both in terms of you know pitch on a slant and and the, the sidelines very much against you. And that we felt potentially maybe influenced some of the referees' decisions, but I'm not sure I blame him for that either. Um, and and it meant that we just had to really make sure that we held our standards. We talked to them at length about just making sure that we stuck at the stuff that we do well, and we don't let all the stuff around the game kind of influence what, what we do on the pitch and they did that really well we still played expansive rugby we still kicked from within our own half when that was on we still made good decisions we still executed well and and you know to come away from from that environment that the group as a group hadn't been in before with a 42-6 win was was something we were really pleased with I thought that wasn't necessarily a test of skill I think they said it afterwards you you know we were kind of player for player the better side but but can you then show it in in that environment? And, and the answer was was yes. So so delighted to kind of pass another test as we keep talking about. Yeah, eight tries away from home, Chris shows that you've got strike uh, everywhere on the field. Yeah, they, they just played some really nice stuff, Rob. So we it came from them breaking actually. They had a they had a couple of good players actually. So they had a second row that went wandering through the middle, <clears throat> stepped Lucy, and then was on her way to the sticks lobby flew back, kind of came out of nowhere, knocked the ball out of her hands and then um, ended up kind of recovering the ball and getting to 
to 10 metres. They then picked up an injury in that collision and, and, and our girls noticed that the fullback wasn't home. So Lucy Demi was off the field at that point. Lucy hammered it downfield. And then the likes of Steph, the likes of Lauren, the likes of Lucy kind of get on the bike. And, and then ultimately we've got the skills to to pick that ball up under pressure and, and convert that into points. And, and I thought we did that all game, whether that was playing through our structures as we when we did manage to get field position or whether that was hitting them from deep when when the chance arose, it was um yeah, it was a really good performance from an attacking point of view. Yeah, I always say we talk about gameplay intelligence, don't we, on the podcast a lot. And it's moments like that shows that your ladies have that and be able to spot opportunities when they come up. Yeah, and it definitely didn't come from the sidelines. So I owe um, Matt Drinkwater um, an apology actually to be fair, because we talked about um, the Wigan St. Pat's game, we talked about the fact that we kicked from a scrum and, and I gave Demi all the credit for that and he was very quick to remind me that he'd also seen it and kind of <laughs> given Demi the thumbs up to do it. So the fact that in that instance, as a, as a quite a new side, um, Demi kind of need, you know, wanted, needed that, that kind of thumbs up to say, yeah, no, you're good, kick it away, we'll take the chance. But now you look at that, we were nothing to do with it. So I don't know whether Lobby spotted it or Lucy spotted it. Lucy certainly kicked the ball. I heard that call come from come from the players that it's going downfield and 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 what was great about it was that not we were on our ten, having just got the ball back, having when we should have just conceded points, and yet to a to a girl, every one of them players backed that call and and, and off they went. It's nice to see them really adopt to kind of the style of play we want them to play, and and there'll be plenty of times that doesn't come off. It might even lose us a game one day, but at the minute it, it's caught, it's scoring us points. So yeah, long may that continue. Yeah, Lucy McKee on a hat-trick after a couple of weeks off. Kick goals as well. She just scores straight of fun, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Um, so she scored first and she beat four or five to to do it. She showed that I've not seen many players who can um who can kind of beat a player like Lucy can and, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating with that. I, I genuinely haven't. Um but then equally you've got to look at the level I play at, I suppose, to 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 maybe understand that. Um but she just got that in a locker. So naturally, if you put her in space against a defender that's perhaps weak or throws her hips the wrong way, then Lucy will beat her. What what we want to keep developing with with Lucy is we want to keep turning her into a rugby league fullback and keep pushing her on and, and help her. So I was watching um, the Salford Leeds highlights, great result for the men. So it's one minute 22 on the on the highlights package that's on YouTube. It's Briley's try and he sniffs around the rook. So they pick up and, and the, the nine goes left and Briley's set in shape on the right-hand side. But he immediately puts himself in the middle of the park, and and then equally he's kind of got he's not really chasing anything. He's he's watching a nine run at a set defence. Then the ball ends up coming back to the right hand side where Briley was, but now he's in the middle of the park and he keeps on his front foot. He keeps pushing through just in case a gap opens up, and, and sure enough, it does. And then he's on the inside in the right place, but he's in the right place because he's got that kind of instinct, and he and he's prepared to kind of continue to to try and put himself in those positions. He must do that 99 times and 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 it doesn't come off and then one in 100 it does. And, and that's where, you know, we want to keep working with Lucy to, to keep developing that kind of rugby league specific gameplay intelligence. She's a fantastic rugby league player, but we don't know where her ceiling is. We've got to keep trying to kind of work with her and keep keep helping her developing. You know, she's very new to rugby league. We've got to keep kind of pushing her on. Yep. Uh, Epi Fletcher scored the final try uh, for your ladies. Um, you know, her first try for the club and it meant so much to her and everyone else. Yeah, as coach, sometimes you have special moments and then special moments don't necessarily come from like a last minute win or they come from watching someone who's come into a group and really grown. I, I, I swear she didn't speak for the first two months she was with us. Mm. Um, she came to us from Lee Manor's Rangers, probably... Probably at Lee a little young, perhaps. She's only 17 now, but she's just flourished. She's, you know, I'm just absolutely delighted for her. So, 
she's gone from a player that in the Swinton game we gave kind of 15, 20 minutes to because she trained out and she was always there and she was showing commitment. So she got a bit back from us. So to, to all the way through now to, you know, she starts on the wing. There's no there's no question of it. Um, you know, she's gone from a player that's very new to contact and we've, we've done a lot of work to kind of get her used to contact. To, and now actually she's body in front all the time. She made some fantastic last-ditch tackles on her on a wing and I think when you see a group like that and when you see see us as coaches react like that it's not because that's a game winning try or or that's just another try it's because we see how much it means to that person and yeah we're all buzzing for Epi that's just a thoroughly deserved try and yeah we were all delighted to see her get over the line Who else stood out for you in in the performance? I'm going to give Meg raps Um, she's stepped into 13 with Ness kind of uh, having to take a few weeks out Um, and she's just played 80 minutes at loose forward on on Sunday, uh, it's just a phenomenal effort. We've talked at length about how we have to spell our forwards because of how much we expect out of them, and and for Meg to to go and ch- kind of churn out a stint like that as one of the more senior kind of forwards is 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 brilliant. Um, so yeah, she was fantastic. I thought Alex Simpson was really good. So she's she's really good running ball in hand. Been talking to her a lot about coming coming into. So when we're in par ball and we're in our own half and we, we're trying to get out, she's a devastating ball runner. Um, so we want to see a bit more of that when she does it it's really effective and she's a leader as well she she talks all the way through the game and she's t- taken Epi kind of under her wing and and, um, and continues to kind of work with Epi and push her on and talk through the game and that's great has run a blood to water again um, yeah I, I, across the park there was some fantastic efforts I described a lot of his efforts to save a try kind of when the game was you know, I wasn't one at that point. And yeah, just seeing just seeing a group that with a few bodies missing are just continuing to put their hand up and, and deliver the goods and, and that's awesome. Yeah. Uh Jews more in the semi final. It'll be an absolute classic that. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And and we talk about tests, don't we? So the first team we'll come up against for the second time. So they played against us once. So you know, they'll be more prepared than any other side we've ever played. So, so again, let's let's ramp up and let's see how we how we kind of get on with that. Yeah, really, really excited for it. It's at home as well, so the, the club are working in the background to figure out how we kind of make a bit of an event of that and how we really showcase women's rugby league. And you know, does that mean that we put it on a Saturday with a with a bit of a kind of family atmosphere around it? I'm not sure yet, but really hoping that we get kind of the Salford faithful really backing us and 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 really coming down and and a, having a look at what we're about. If you've if you've kind of not seen us before, but but be making it a really special event because because to be honest with you, it's what the group deserve. They are working really hard to 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 kind of give everything to a Salford shirt, and and I think if we saw a big crowd down there for for what's a, going to be a, an unbelievable occasion, I think that'd be great. Yeah, who's in the other semi? So the other semi is so Oral beat Warrington Lunas four nil. Okay, and um, so Oral play. Okay, whole KR yeah. And you um, who, who um, well, I don't know if I'm being disrespectful to Oral. I, I certainly don't mean to be. I don't know anything about them, but we weren't expecting to beat Lunas. Hmm. So I think they they might well be a bit of a surprise package. So, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, we've got Hulk Air away on Saturday, so we'll find out a bit about them. And then Oral-wise, yeah, no idea. Let's Let's see what they turn up. Yeah, it's uh, obviously beat uh, Jewsbury Ball before, haven't we? So it'll be, uh, obviously, like you say, you played him before. Uh, they'll know more about us. We know about them. So it's going to be an even more intriguing encounter. Yeah, certainly is. And it was close, that Jewsbury game. You know, mm. let's let's not let's not mess about. We're going to have to work hard to come up levels if we're 
if we want to kind of get through that, so we, you know, and get into that final. Um, we, we talked about it, didn't we? He got about 16 all and game was in the balance and could have gone either way. And it took us not necessarily the kind of quality we would like to show, but it took us a bit of fight to get through that. So, yeah, we, we've got to work hard to make sure we're successful in that. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us, Chris, and uh, congratulations again. Yeah, thanks very much, Rob. So we're joined by Salford Devils Ladies Centre, Steph Gray. Welcome to the show, Steph. Hello, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, congratulations on your weekend quarterfinal League Cup win against Inlingworth. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was great. Um, I think we started off strong. Uh, we got a try in the first couple of minutes. Uh, but something that probably was our downfall was our line speed, which was probably from the previous week against Shrewsbury was a similar situation. Like, we scored and then they just came back at us and just our line speed, unfortunately, just uh, unravelled and they got a try. We managed to, like, come back at 16-6 at the half-time score. Um, I think it was really good because in the second half we rallied as a group of girls um, to come back and um, beat them um, by another 30 points on the board. So, it was a good second half for us, really. Yeah, it was a tough environment. Uh, obviously, you know, going to places like Killingworth when you're Salford Devils ladies, you're you're a uh, sort of a team to get sort of knocked off your perch, aren't you, with everything going on. So it's good that we got there and we did a job. Yeah, I think definitely. I think we kind of went there and people saw us as this like professional outfit, mm-hmm. which we do strive to be on and off the field. Um, we train hard. When we get there, we make sure like we're acting professional, no messing around, and we're there to do a job basically at the end of the day. I think it was a tough environment to be in. The fans were giving a lot of um, us grief on the sidelines. Mm. And I think that could have, may have swayed the ref one way or another. But that's just kind of sometimes the way of the game. Yeah. It, it kind of shows character how we responded to that. Like in the second half, we showed why we are a league above them in the championship and what we strive to be and why we want to be um, the best we can possibly be. Yeah, uh, semi-final is against Jubilee Moor. Uh, we beat them uh, two weeks ago, thanks to two tries from y- from yourself. Uh, it'll be a you know big game. Obviously, you've played them before. They've played us. Uh, you know, both teams know a bit about each other. It's going to be a, an absolute classic. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good um, game. I think as our previous game against them showed, it could have gone either way. They had the fight to come back at 16-16. I think that shows the character they've got, uh, but also the depth and character that we've got to kind of push on. And when we need to kind of put foot to floor, we can do that. And I also think, like, hopefully against them, we'll have players that were missing in that game um, back on the pitch, like Vanessa and um, Lucy, and they'll make huge difference to the squad. Yeah. What's it been uh, like playing for, for Salford this season with all the excitement uh, sort of on and off the field? I think it's been like really good. I think like off the field, the hype we've been getting is incredible. Like um, I've never played for a club where they've really supported the women as much, like the publicising of all of their socials. I think it's just so nice to see how much support we are getting and how much faith they have within us to believe how like far we could go as a club. I think, like, on the field, in terms of the squad, I think it's great. Like, we all came in, a couple of people knew each other, but as a team, we've just grown from strength to strength. Um, it shows in performances at Ellingworth. Like, people like Jenna came on um, to step in at hooker and she settled the game, and that probably really helped us um, to go on and win that game as well as we did. 
Um, I think the environment's really good. Everyone's gelling well. And we're so new. We've still got so much growth to go. And it's like amazing to see how far we could potentially go. Yeah. We spoke to head coach Chris Bates early in the season. He predicted you'd be along, among the top try scorers in the division. Uh, you've so far got six tries in eight games. Um, How does that make you feel? Obviously, he's singling you out as being one of our main, main uh, strike uh, players. <laughs> it puts quite a lot of pressure, actually. I remember when he said it, and I was like, oh, don't be daft. I was <laughs> like, I'd just be happy to get a couple of tries. Yeah. Uh, I think it's great. Like, we've got strike force all over the field. Like, we've got uh, my winger, Lauren, like, if I just set up and scores, I'm happy with that. Like, for me, it doesn't really necessarily matter who scores the tries, as long as we're playing well and we're playing as a team. Mm. Um, and then you've obviously got Lightning McEwen who's come in and, like, she's just a try-scoring machine. So, it's just great to see that it doesn't matter who scores. There's score, like, scores all over the field, really. Yeah. Uh, you say that, but pressure, pressure is a privilege. And I saw your tries against Featherstone Lions. Was it where you went sort of 80 metres off the back of absolutely nothing, really? And that, and that kind of shows the class, I think, that you've got. You can see something and just make it happen. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess it was just a lucky bounce of the ball and I just spotted a gap and went. Um, but it's, it's great to see that, like, there's gaps available. And, like, if you take a gap, you just kind of got to run and make sure, like, you see it home. Yeah, obviously unbeaten in the league, uh, league uh, cup semi final, playing fantastic in the nines competition at Warrington and possible uh, wild card entrance. Uh, how far can this team go? That's it's a very good question. Um, I think at the moment we're just trying to stay grounded. Like, obviously, we'd love to win the league, we'd love to win the cup, and that are, is, is our aim as a group of girls. We do, um, want to be like the best we could possibly be and I think we've all got jobs outside of this but as a women's team we want to strive to be the best we could possibly be um, and who knows where the limit is like if we keep playing the way we're playing and we keep being there for each other and supporting each other and people are developing and growing day by day I think the aim would be we would get into Super League but that's just an ambition that would we would want for the club and what would that be like sort of playing in Super League for Salford I think that would be amazing. I think to have a women's and a men's team, both in the Super League, I think that's just great for the club like, as a whole, the publicity. And I think so far the publicity Salford has given us as a women's team, and we're not yet in the Super League, is great. Like It's phenomenal to see. It's so supporting and encouraging, and it really makes us want to like wear the badge of pride and go out there every week and give our all. Yeah. Uh, off the field, your cousin of former Salford captain Lee Mossop, has he been giving you any tips uh, on, on on how to play? Probably not giving you tips on how to score tries because he's scored more tries than he has in his career. <laughs> yeah, I think he, the face of it was just go out there, enjoy yourself, play hard. And like, he's had a lot of injuries in his time. I guess like, you just don't take that for granted. You go out there and you enjoy the game and you play for each other and play for the team. Um, and I think like he's shown his support because he offered to be my sponsor this year and he said he's going to come down to some games and stuff. So that'd be like nice. And I know like Salford gave him a lot within his career. I think it's like great to see that potentially they could give me the same. Yeah. Old Kingston Road was away uh, this weekend. Uh, be, be a tough game that. Yeah, it would definitely be tough. I think um, it's in their home ground. It's going to be a long coach journey up there. It's just going to see the conditions, how we're going to do when we get there. Um, I think we're going to prepare hard this week, go hard in training, and then hopefully we'll be set and ready to go into the game. We have still got quite a few people out of injuries, which is a shame, but I guess with the squad and the depth we've got, we'll just adapt to that 
and just hopefully we can give out the performance that um, the fans want. Obviously, we've got the, the semi-final coming up. But do you think as, as players, it's going to be difficult to kind of focus on sort of the next game in front of you and not look forward to that to that big semi? I think, like, it's difficult. I think if we want to get to that semi and perform the best in that semi, we need to take every game as it comes. So, the league games are great. Like, you can't really compare the league to the cup. I think it's a different thing. Your league, your bread and butter, as you always say on the podcast. Yeah. I think that's, like, the main thing you focus on. And I think... Um, We've got to get through the league and then um, in the cup, we'll then, when the cup comes, we'll look at that and we'll play the cup the way we play it. Yeah, we'll add the bread and butter to the podcast bingo and we'll put your name by it. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Big thanks for, for coming on. Congratulations on the win at weekend and good luck on uh, on the weekend against uh, Hull Kingston Rovers. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that was Chris Bates and uh, Steph Gray uh, telling me about the, the victory and how excited they are about uh, the future uh, and the you know possibility of a, of a of a final appearance. Yeah, it'd be hard not to get excited. I know coaches will always sort of err on the the side of caution, won't they? Because you don't want to sort of you know you know jump and that, but. They've got to be excited now. If you get to like that close to a, to a cup final and that chance of, of winning silverware, and you know Salford as a club, we don't win lots of silverware, do we? So uh, you know something might be there might be a corner being turned here. Now we might start winning some trophies. So uh, so whisper it, but we're 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 not quite there yet. But we're not far off. Yeah, so that's a fantastic result for our ladies. Congratulations uh, from everyone on the podcast. And, uh, you know, when you win in a semi-final, anything can happen. And obviously you've done us proud, you know, so far, you know, with some fantastic wins and some great uh, rugby. And, uh, you know, win or lose, you'll, 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 they'll have done us proud, won't they, Paul? They certainly will, yeah. I think they've exceeded all, all expectations so far this season, haven't they? I mean, your first season is about sort of, getting the groundwork done, getting used to each other and, you know, maybe pick up one or two wins. But, you know, to, to go where they've gone and be, be so clinical and winning matches, you know, week in, week out and challenging teams and beating teams that are established and that, I think it's been a, a dream come true. I mean, I don't know what the expectations of the coaching staff and the players was before everything kicked off, but they, they must be delighted with the way things have gone. So let's talk about our reserves, Paul. They were in action against Settlers at weekend. They lost 42 points to six. Uh, I spoke to Matt Carr, who went down. He was our man on the ground there uh, about the about the result. And this is what you had to say. So, Matt, you went to the reserves game against St. Ellen's. Uh, you know, talk us through it. What Was it a good game? Yeah, good game. Yeah, um, uh, first half, I think it was 24-0 for the Saints, but we had two tries disallowed. Um, but a lot of good rugby played, a lot of, uh, lot of promise. Um, Second half, it was even Stevens on the scorecard. It was 16-0 from memory, and uh, they did they did really well. So they, with the two tries that disallowed it, it would have been a lot closer. One was for uh, for a forward pass, and one was for allegedly it wasn't grounded. But you know, if they, they, they'd accounted, it'd have been a lot closer. And yeah. Saints are, are a good side, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Matt, and obviously, Salford's try scorer is Greg Burke uh, with a crash ball over the line. Nathan Taylor, we, we've spoke about him on the on the podcast before. Um, you know, he scored assist from um, Miles uh, Dalton Harrop uh, there, and the final try, uh, you know, was another great one. And it shows that, like Danny Martin's men, you know, when they, when they pass the ball about and they move the ball, they cause all kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> I was I was quite impressed to be honest. I've seen him before. I've seen him uh, play uh, Castleford a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite a close game. Uh, Cast run run out winners in the end. But uh, there's a lot of potential in there. A lot of good players, and the pathway is obviously doing doing the job. And 
I'm thinking the first team will benefit over the next few years, which is which is great. It's just what we want. Uh, try score. Look, obviously, looking at the stats and, and how hard the boys worked. Adam uh, Holt, uh, we ran 5.3 kilometres. Uh, uh, Connor Tyra won six, uh, ran 6.1 kilometres. Uh, Joe Rock run 5.74 kilometres. And Matty Unsworth, who's a second row, ran 6.7 kilometres. So the boys worked hard. You, you can't fault oh, for yeah. effort. Yeah, no, you, you couldn't fault for the effort at all, especially second half. Unlucky first half. Um, I think Saints came out came, came out the blocks really quickly, but second half, uh, like I say, six, 16 all from my from my count. Um, they, they they really put an effort in. Great shift from all of them. Yeah, and it obviously shows. Obviously, like you said, you've got that sort of connection with the sort of the academy, and you've got a route now, aren't they, to to play at a high level? And I'm looking at them, you know, a few of their lads in that team, and I'm thinking that they could go, uh, you know, into into you know championship, uh, possibly Super League in a, in a few years. Oh, absolutely, and uh, it's, it's not just the reserves as well. If you look at um, the you know the under 16s I was under 16s game a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think they played Cast as well, and uh, narrowly lost. I mean, they, they had a. A try. They scored a try. They, they converted that. I think it had gone to twenty-two all. Um, they, they, it was that close, and uh, they just ran away and got another another try in the in sort of the last uh, last few minutes. Cast, but the potential and the uh, the way they play is it's similar. It's, 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 it's what you want to see that all teams are playing a similar sort of way. So when these guys do go step up to the reserves and then they step up to the first team, the, the sort of uh, similar way. Is that with Matt Carr? Uh, telling us about the defeat against St. Helens. Obviously, St. Helens are a very good side, uh, Paul. And our boys in the second half went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. Yeah, they certainly did. You know what you're going to get. You know, you know, we say Helens, they've got some super players in their team. And if you if you think back to a few weeks ago when they, when they played Castleford in the Super League, a lot of those players from their reserves played in that game and, and give Castleford a decent game, didn't they? So they've got players who could probably step up to, you know, to Super League level. Uh, whereas our, our players are probably just a bit behind them in their development. So, you know, it's always going to be tough going to St. Helens. There's, there's a conveyor belt of players there in such a professional club as well. So, uh, so yeah, a really good effort at the weekend. And, uh, yeah, great to have Matt Carr down there doing a bit of work for us as well, <laughs> and earning his money for us. Yeah, obviously, you can listen to, to him and Paul Trainer on, on our pop-up podcast um, as they look forward to the community uh, day on Friday with all the the schools and, and, and the clubs going down to watch the game. But we'll talk about that. Before that, Paul, let's talk about the Learning Disability team. They were in a rugby festival in Hull at weekend. And I, I spoke to Craig Fisher, who is the head of equality and diversity at the club. And he told us what went on in Hull. All right, Craig, welcome to the show. Uh, the Learning Disability team were at a festival in Hull uh, last weekend. Uh, how did it go? Yeah, so we took the uh, Learning Disability Super League side over to Hull for the second uh, festival of the year. Um, it went absolutely brilliantly. Um, the guys had a really, really good time. It was a bit of a stressful week for me in the build-up to it, but um, seeing all the guys uh, you know, having fun, enjoying themselves with the mates, um, Heather, just being Heather, brightening, uh, brightening it up as well, being dead cheerful... Um, it it made for a really, really good day. Everyone had a great time. Parents and carers really enjoyed it and the guys were absolutely buzzing. There were some top performers in the team. Some great tries were scored. You must be buzzing for them. Yeah, there were some great performances from everyone. I mean, we took 13 guys to the, uh, to the festival, um, some for the first time. So they had their first taste of um, LDSL Festival Rugby League, which was great to see. Um, they came away with some really good vibes, which is what it's all about initially. Um, everyone got on the score sheet, I think. Everyone everyone scored a try at one point or another during the seven games that we played. Um, and it was a real um, 
nice touch as well at the end for Jamie Bradley, one of our players to get um, player of the tournament, which was um, which, which was excellent. When's the next uh, Learning Disability Festival? So the next Learning Disability um, Festival will take place on the 10th of July at Magic Weekend at St James's Park. But prior to that, I am trying to organise a, a mini festival at the AJ Bell Stadium to coincide with the Wakefield Trinity game on the 26th of June. Um, so it'll be ourselves, the Sofa Red Devils LDSL team, along uh, playing um, the Wakefield Trinity team, Wigan Warriors and also the Lee Centurions. So it should make for a, a great day of festival rugby league and everyone will get a chance to see our uh, superstars in action. Finally, Craig, just for a goal, I saw you on Twitter. You said how much the club means to you now and the journey you've been on. It was very emotional. I'd like to say thanks to all the teams that you produced, uh, you know, so far, and it means so much uh, to the people who are involved in that. And you've given, uh, you know, a club a, a massive boost, um, and you're a vital cog in in, in the wheel. Um, how how do you feel about that? Um, it was something that I just felt like the club needed um, I, I, I never wanted to treat any team like it was a box ticket exercise I mean I knew Salford needed a women's team I knew they needed a PD side I knew they needed an LD side I knew they needed a wheelchair team and a girls pathway and like I say I just wanted to provide that for the club because the club's always been good to me even before I started working for them you know, I, I volunteered with the club for a, a good while and I've always been looked after by them. And, you know, it's the least I can do. The the good people, they've looked after me. Um, I don't know anyone at that club that I don't get along with or enjoy spending my time with. So it's just a, it's, it's a great place to be. Um, I've had bad experiences with other clubs and Salford just feels like home. And like I say, it's not a box ticking exercise. This is something I want the community to get behind. I want my, I want the the Salford City community to rally behind every single facet and every single variant that we can possibly offer them. Wow, wow, Craig. Well, it's that outstanding stuff. Big thanks for for coming on and give us insight into the Learn Disabilities team in Hull and uh, you know all the things that's going on uh, inside the club. Just watch this space, mate. Honestly, um, it, there's another huge announcement coming uh, Salford's way, which I'm really excited about. So, um, like I say, um, all these variants are coming up, but I'm only just scratching the surface. Uh, the Salford team that took part in the festival in Hull were as follows. It's Will Walton, Ben Blood, Keith Blood, Jamie Bradley, James Davis Barnett, James Jackson, Gareth Scott, Dave Heffernan, Jack Heffernan, Ben Heffernan, Sean Begley-Jones, Sean Robinson and Ben Sheedy. That was Craig Fisher. Uh, give us an idea what's going on with the Learning Disabilities team in the festival at Hull. And now we'll look and see what's happening in the world of Sulphur Devils. So Friday, big game, Castleford at home, uh, big event. The club inviting schools and community clubs to come down, Paul, uh, and you know enjoy the day and, and hopefully uh, you know create supporters of the future. Exactly, yeah, that's what you want to see. And uh, if you go back, we had one of these days similar, didn't we? To the the first time we played Leeds a bit earlier in the season, and the atmosphere was absolutely outstanding that night. And um, a lot of the players went over to see the the school kids after the game, signing autographs and. 
you know, really making an occasion of it. And I thought the atmosphere was great that night. There was there was singing and chanting and got behind the boys. And I think I think they realised that and and raised their game. So I'm hoping that's going to happen again this. Uh, this this Friday, I mean, we've had a good win against Leeds there, so you know confidence should be high. Now we can get a result on Friday night. That's ten points we've got now. We're on Sky Sports as well live, so you're hoping to have a really good atmosphere there. And you know people who who don't come on on Friday night and do see it on the television, they might start thinking, wow, something's going on down there at the AJ Bell. You know, something something good's happening. And uh, you know, when's the next game? And there's there's quite a lot of home games coming up as we keep saying. So if you don't get down there Friday, you know, check it out on the telly and then get down there to the next one because. Uh, no, it should be it should be a great occasion Friday night. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean it's great. Obviously, the you know the, what the club are doing in the community, obviously with the schools and 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 you know the local clubs, and it really feels like we're a club going in the right direction now. I feel, and, that, and that, obviously looking back through, through, I call them the glory years, but they weren't. Uh, we're miles away uh, from from back then, even though we had some fun. But uh, the club have actually, uh, you know, taken the the the, the beacon and, and ran off into the distance and created a whole new club, really. When you talk about the glory, is you going back to like the early two thousand? Yeah, under John Harvey and Steve <laughs> McCormack, and, and Steve McCormack, sorry, and people like that. And yeah. you think, wow, it, it was tough being a Salford supporter then, wasn't it? You know, getting absolutely smashed every week. But um, you know, we still get them days now, don't we? They've not all gone for good have they but it has been nice the last few seasons where we've got to, to finals and, and and won a few games I mean all last season was pretty tough but uh, yeah it's been it's been different I think the club's gone on a different sort of journey you know, over the last few years under different leadership you've had Paul King coming and steering the ship haven't we and I think for me personally speaking I think it's been a lot steadier what's gone on and I think the club's made an awful lot of progress off the field which is good and you can tell that by by when you see things in the media and that there's a lot more good news around the club. There doesn't seem to be that scandal and controversy all yeah. the time. It seems a lot more settled. And I think the crowds are slowly sort of creeping up. They're not massively jumping. But I saw an article a few weeks ago in one of the newspapers and it was saying, you know, it had like the rises in percentages and that. And Salford's was, was pretty good. You know, ours is slowly creeping up. So uh, that's going to take time. Um, it's one of those things... Obviously, you want crowds to go up, but it's not a rush thing. You've just got to build it slowly. And I think the people in charge of the club are doing good things. And and and, and this this event that's happening on on Friday, bringing all the school kids and that that's that's a great event. And the more things we can have like that throughout the summer, it would be really good. Yeah, uh, the club have also announced as a sponsor match day experience package. You want to you want to sponsor the match day. Uh, it's £1,750 plus VAT. If you want to sponsor the match ball, it's £1,250 plus VAT. You can get a table of 10 uh, in a hospitality with the padded seats. Padded seats are always the the, 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 the game clincher for me. Um, you get signed merch. You get to give the player the player of the award, player of the match award, which is, which is great. And obviously you get to put your company... Uh, in the program as a, a sort of advertisement, so it's, I think it's really good. Obviously, I think it's good value. I'm sure, like I say, if you aren't going down to the business event on Thursday, you'll be sort of the business should be climbing over each other to get involved in this. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I wonder if the business I work for would would want to get involved with well, after would be my manager, wouldn't they? And see if they'd be involved because they used to be involved with a quite a well-known football team who I worked for a number of years ago. I don't know whether they still sponsor them or not, but uh, that'd be nice. I wanted to get them involved. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, have to, I'll have to have a word. I don't, I don't know what, 
I don't know how I can swing it, but you never know. It's worth a shout, isn't it? It's worth asking. <sighs> well, white side, everyone's favourite, man of the people. So it's a given. <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> so, yeah, fa- you know, fantastic. Hopefully, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get involved in, in that. And, uh, yeah, lots of businesses will be involved and, and sort of produce... Uh, Juice in the in the club's tank. So that's all, all the news, Paul. And now we'll look what at, look at what's going on in the world of rugby league with Whiteside's world of rugby league. Charlie Panthers fifty two, Folly Lane thirty six, Lee Minor Rangers a ten. Here is this week's Devil in Detail amateur report. We'll mix it up a bit this week and start off with the North West Men's League. There's quite a lot of um, no results again, but I'll give you the scores from the weekend that we do have in. Division 1, it was Berry Broncos 6, Charlie Panthers 52, Folly Lane 36, Lee Minor Rangers A10. In Division 2, West Horton Lions 44, Walmley Central 10. Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield A38, Battle Heath Crusaders B0. In Division 4, South and East, Waterhead Warriors A22, Burtonwood Bridge 40. And in Division 5, it was Bolton Mets 14, Ince Rose Bridge A38. The fixtures for this week, there's a derby between Caddy Z Rhinos and Salford City Roosters. That's on Thursday the 19th of May. The rest of the fixtures, well, there's only one involving our local size. That's played on Saturday the 21st. That's Dalton against Folly Lane. Well, moving on to the Northwest Youth League in the under-18s Premier Division. Saddleworth Rangers 14, Lee Minor Rangers 18. In Division 1 of the under-16s, it was Folly Lane 22, Rochdale Mayfield 24. West Horton Lions 42, South Trafford Raiders 12. The fixtures for this Sunday, the 22nd of May, under-18s. Saddleworth Rangers at home to Thatto Heath Crusaders. Wigan St. Jude's are at home to Warshead Warriors. Division 1 of the under-18, Salford City Roosters at home to Blackbrook Royals. And in the under-16s, Division 1, Crossfields at home to Rochdale Mayfield. Folly Lane face South Trafford Raiders. Division 2 of the under-16, Saddleworth Rangers at home to Warshead Warriors and an Oldham Derby. Salford City Roosters at home to Houghton Farm with Hornets Green. Well, moving on to the National Conference Leagues in the Premier Division. Rochdale Mayfield were beating Thatto Heath Crusaders at the weekend, 28 points to 18. Mayfield actually led 12-0 at half-time, but went down to Thatto Heath 28-18 full-time. Thatto Heath are up to third in the table with that result. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten in Cumbria against Kells by 40 points to 16. In Division 3, Lee East 10, Waterhead Burroughs 52, Oldham St. Anne's 28, East Leeds 26. Saddleworth Rangers are third bottom in Division 1, but in Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's and Waterhead. Waterhead are second, Oldham St. Anne's are third as they chase East Leeds, who are currently top of the table. Big win, though, for Oldham St. Anne's beating East Leeds. That was their first defeat of the season. So, East Leeds are top with nine wins from ten. Waterhead is second with six from ten. And Oldham St. Anne's are third with six from ten. Waterhead is just above on points difference. Right, well, I'll bring you some results from, from Women's Rugby League this week. I think we'll start adding them into the uh, Life Outside Rugby League report as well. St. Helens women, they beat Wigan Warriors women by 44 points to nil at the weekend just gone. The rest of the scores in the Betfred Women's Super League Group 1, Huddersfield 6, York City Knights 50. In Group 2, it's Barrow Raiders 6, Warrington Wolves 32. Lee Minor Rangers 28, Wakefield 14. Barrow 30, Featherstone nil. The Women's League Cup results, as we've already spoke about probably on the podcast. Great win for Salford Red Devils. Ladies, they beat Illingworth away from home by 42 points to 6. 
Hull KR beat Hull FC 18-14 in the Hull Derby. Halifax 20, Lee Minor Rangers Community Team 28. Oral City James 4, Warrington Wolves Lunas 0. What a cracking game that sounds. Defence is on top there. West Leeds Eagles 8, Dewsbury Moor 16. The forthcoming fixtures for the ladies. Women's Super League Group 1. On Friday the 20th of May, Leeds Rhinos are at home to Huddersfield Giants. 22nd of May the Sunday, it's York City Knights against St. Helens in Group 1. Group 2, Bradford Bulls face Lee Minor Rangers. Featherstone Rovers against Castleford Tigers. Warrington against Wakefield Trinity. In the Women's Super League South, the Army face Cardiff Demons on Sunday as well. Bedford Tigers women against Golden Ferns. London Broncos against Oxford Cavaliers. In the Women's Championship, Dewsbury Moor at home to Hull on Sunday. Hull KR face Salford Red Devils. Warrington Wolves Lunas at home to Walden Redettes. In the Women's League 1, Featherstone Lionesses at home to Rochdale Hornets. Illingworth play Wigan St. Pat's. Swinton Lionesses play Sheffield Eagles. In the Women's League 2, Lee Minor Rangers Community Team face Fryston Warriors. Oral St. James face Barrow Raiders Ladies Reserves. And Thato Heath Crusaders at home to Warrington Wolves Alphas. Well, we certainly get around on this report and we'll move over about 12,000 miles away now to uh, the NRL in Australia where it was their magic uh, magic weekend. Uh, the round just gone. Some fantastic tries in, the, in there as well. If you see the one, I think it was the, the game between... Uh, West Tigers, I think it was, and the Cowboys. What a great try that was. You'll know the one I'm talking about. Anyway, it's been all over Twitter. The guy's in touch and somehow keeps himself in the air and flings the ball back. Great try. But the rest of the scores, Canterbury Bulldogs 6, Newcastle Knights 16, Manly Seagulls 0, Brisbane Broncos 38, Melbourne Storm 6, Penrith Panthers 32. What a great win that was for the Penrith Panthers. New Zealand Warriors 30, South Sydney Rabbitohs 32, Gold Coast Titans 20, St. George Illawarra 16, Cronulla Sharks 10, Canberra Raiders 30, Sydney Roo 31, Parramatta Eels 24, and West Tigers 12, North Queensland Cowboys 36. So it's round 11 coming up this weekend. Newcastle Knights face Brisbane on Thursday. On Friday, it's West Tigers against Canterbury Bulldogs. Parramatta are at home to Manly Seagulls. On Saturday, St. George Illawarra are at home to New Zealand Warriors. North Queensland Cowboys face Melbourne Storm. Sydney Roosters take on the Penrith <coughs> excuse me, Panthers. <coughs> on Sunday, it's South Sydney Rabbitohs against Canberra Raiders. And Gold Coast Titans are at home to Cronulla Sharks. So currently, Penrith are top with nine wins from ten. Melbourne Storm are second with eight wins from ten. Then it's Queensland Cowboys, Sydney Roosters, Cronulla Sharks, Parramatta Eels, Brisbane Broncos and South Sydney rabbit holes that make up the playoff places well back over to the united kingdom now for our look at life outside the super league betfred championship round 11 at the weekend just gone barrow 26 workington town 12 in that cumbrian derby bradford bull 6 york city knights 20 jewsbury rams 26 featherson rovers 46 halifax panthers 38 sheffield eagles 14 in the eagles uh, lineup it was ben jones bishop and chris wellham got tries there for sheffield eagles who really improved this season but they went down to the panthers london broncos 22 newcastle thunder 52 witness vikings 56 white Aver and 16. In Betfred League 1 big shout out for West Wales Raiders, they won their first game since 2019, they won away from home, 20 points nil at Cornwall Hunslet 16, Swinton Lions 28, Keith Lukugas 40 Rochdale Hornets 16, London Scholars 12, Doncaster 44 and North Wales Crusaders, they keep rolling they beat Oldham by 30 points to 16. So that leaves the league tables looking like this, North Wales Crusaders are 8 from 8, top of the Betfred League 1 Keith Lukugas are 2nd, they're unbeaten as well, they've won 7 from 7, then come Rochdale Hornets, Swinton, Doncaster and Hunslet in the playoff places. Featherstone Rovers are top of the championship. They're still unbeaten with 10 wins and a draw from 11 matches. Lee Centurions are second. York City Knights, Halifax Panthers, Batley Bulldogs and Barrow Raiders. The fixtures for this week... 
in the Championship. Run out of steam here. On Saturday, gets underway this week. Bradford Bulls against Newcastle Thunder at 6 o'clock. Featherstone Rollers face Whitehaven at half past five. Betfred League 1 on Saturday. Rochdale Hornets are at home to Doncaster. The match on the Hour League app at 2 o'clock between Swinton and Cornwall. West Wales Raiders are at home to Hunslet at 3 o'clock. And on Sunday in the Betfred Championship, Batley hosts London Broncos. Dewsbury are at home to Barrow Raiders. Lee Centurions face Workington Town. York City Knights face Halifax Panthers. They're all 3 o'clock games. The Betfred League 1 on Sunday. Keithley Cougars are at home to Midlands Hurricanes. And there's one game on Monday the 23rd of May. That's the television match on Premier Sports between Sheffield Eagles and Widnes in the Championship. Another marathon report this week. That's all I've got for you. Take care. Have a good week. I'll see you at the AJ Bell on Friday night for Salford against Castleford Tigers. That was Whiteside's World of Rugby League. And now we'll look forward to all the games uh, this week. It's time for the Devil of the Details. So we'll start off with the reserves, Paul. They're in action uh, against Bradford at home Sunday, the 22nd of May, 12.45 kickoff. Bradford at home. At the AJ Bell, obviously after last week, last week's defeat against St. Helens, the last game at home they drew against Castleford. Um, hopefully they can uh, get over the line and win this one. What time do you kick off that one, Rob? I think it's 12.45. 12.45 Sunday, sorry. 22nd. Oh, Sunday. Sunday the 22nd, 12.45, Brad Fettel. I was just thinking, I'm working Saturday and I would have tried to, to bob in. And uh, I'll have to try and see if I can get there Sunday. It's also going on holiday Sunday, but we'll, we shall see. Because I'd like to get down to... To the to, to watch the reserve, I, I love I love to get to watch as much rugby as I can, um, but uh, but it might might be a bit out of my uh, out of my way this week. But no, another another tough game for them. You know, Bradford um, struggling a bit in the championship, aren't they? They've got a few uh, few ex Salford players in their in their side. I'm not so sure who'll be playing in their reserve team, but that's an ideal opportunity, I think, for the for the reserves to to pick up two points. I think there at the uh, the weekend. Yep, at home to Bradford. At 12.45 kickoff. Paul Bradford faced Uddersfield last week and lost 30 points to 18. Uh, Ollie Roberts was a try scorer from Uddersfield, so he's an ex-red. Uh, so hopefully, like I say, you know, if we get a result there, and you know, we've got some good lads as well involved in that in that reserves uh, team, and you know, if if they just get a bit of confidence, get a bit of uh, wins under the belt, uh, anything can happen. Yeah, and one thing I've noticed that with the reserves is we've not really used it. Like other, a lot of other clubs use it to play a lot of the first team players, and don't they are players that are coming back from injury? We've not really used it like that. We've got no. a lot of young lads playing in that as well, which I think is testimony to the club. So, if we've got guys who are on the fringes at the moment coming back from injury, perhaps some of them will get used, and that'll help the younger lads, you know, give them that bit more of experience. But, uh, but no, that's another tough game for them at the weekend, and uh, let's hope they can get a result against Bradford because uh, obviously it's, it's well, uh, well needed. Yeah, so let's talk about the ladies, they're in action. On, uh, I think it's Saturday, um, they play Hulkingston Rovers away. It's a 3pm kickoff at Craven Park. It's a big fun day planned because uh, Hulkingston play Catalan at uh, 12.45 kickoff. So it's uh, going to be a big day uh, for Hull KR and obviously our ladies. So that'll be a tough contest after after sort of last week's uh, joyous moment. You don't know how much it would have uh, took out of them, the cup win. No, that's right. Another away fixture, but I mean, if you ask the ladies, you probably prefer playing away games, don't they? All travelling to, together and you know having that that uh, that camaraderie and buzz that they seem to have. They seem to have a fantastic team spirit. Um, and that's another tough test going to Hull. You know whether you go there to play 
you know, domino, snooker or rugby league. It's always tough going to all, isn't it? It's a tough place to go, a bit of a long trip. But uh, but no, I'm sure they're looking forward to it. I'm sure looking forward to another big test. You know, uh, did Hull Car win in the in the, the League Cup? I know they played Hull, didn't they? I, I did they read did. the results out on my World of Rugby League and I, I can't remember what I said. No. Yeah, they beat FC on golden right. point, 18-14. It was like a yeah. golden point try um, right. for Hull. Hull KR, which won them the game. So, uh, obviously, both teams coming off wins, mm. full of confidence. Uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, a, going to be another fantastic game. It certainly is. Yeah, both teams in, in a bit of form as well, aren't they? There, so uh, that's going to be another tough test. But I wouldn't put it past the, the the ladies to go there and get a result. Do you think Chris Bates rotates? Obviously, with with you know the the the. the Cup semi-final coming up in a few weeks or does he continue just to play you know, the strongest team? I think you just carry on with, with your strongest side, don't we? I've always been that sort of believer in you know whether it's football, rugby league or whatever. You, If a player's fit, why rest them? Mm-hmm. If they're fit and ready to go, they want to play, don't they? And you know, your adrenaline sometimes will, will take you through the game anyway. And they've had a good week's week's rest, haven't they? So, uh, so yeah, I, I just stick, stick with it, keep the momentum going. What you don't want to do is it's sort of rest people and and sort of get out of your rhythm then, if you like. So, uh, so and I keep it the same and just keep that momentum going. Mm. A two-hour trip to, to support them because obviously they're playing some good rugby, so it's, you know, might be worth the trip on a on, on a Saturday afternoon. On a Sunday, isn't it? Is it Saturday? Or no, Saturday, on Sunday? 21st of May. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that far, is it, to, to get to uh, to Wall Street, the M62, aren't you? Not to be worth it. I think the weather's going to be pretty decent as well, so it'd be a good day out. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the men's team. They're in action against Castleford on Friday. Uh, Paul, it'll be a, obviously a, a tough con- contest after after victory on Friday, uh, but good teams back up, you know, good performances with the uh, with two wins on the spin, and hopefully Paul Rowley's men can do that. Well, yeah, Castleford are in pretty good form as well. I mean, they had a pretty poor start to the season. We beat them on the opening day, and I think they lost. Quite a lot of games after that. It took him a while to pick up a result, didn't it, under the new coach, Lee Radford, and the pressure sort of built a bit there. But they've won, I think they've won five out of the last six. So they've done pretty well. They lost to Catalan a few weeks ago. They got stuffed in France. But other than that, they've, they've... I say that, though, but they've not... It's all right to say It's a funny thing to say, but they've not really been tested like we have. We've been playing the likes of St. Helens, Wigan... We've got Warrington, Catalan. We've had some really, really tough fixtures where Castleford, they picked up some wins, but they played Toulouse, Wakefield. They only beat Leeds by two points. So, yeah, they've, they've, they've won some games, but I don't think they've had the tough run that we've had. So, um, so it'll be a tough game. There's no doubt about that. They've got an awful lot of ex-Solver players in the team as well, haven't they? Like Nile Levels, I don't think Nile played at the weekend, so I don't know whether he's injured or not. But George Griffin's there, Jordan Turner, Gareth O'Brien... George Griffin, so you you name it, they, they play for cast, don't they? And uh, you know they've got some some firepower in the forwards as well. That's a Liam Watts, who's always a, a danger man there, isn't he? So uh, Daryl Alpert as well. I forgot he's on the wing and, and scores plenty of tries. Greg Eden. So they've got strike players and a, and a decent pack and a, and a team who likes to throw the ball around. They had a good result the weekend against Hulkett, winning thirty two nil. So uh, so they're in form at the moment. So it'll be a tough test for us. Obviously, is that's that's the thing that you know Kurt Haggerty and Paul Rowley talk about is about consistency in it and, and yeah. backing up uh, one good performance with another. I know sort of historically uh, we kind of struggle with that, but for me, Paul Rowley's you know a, a real you know good coach, experienced coach, and he's 
been around the block, Annie. You know, he knows yep. how to, you know, to motivate his players and, and what they need to to be able to pull out another performance. And I, and I think, uh, you know, with with obviously going through the the last sort of five six weeks of tough performances and and, and against really good opposition is going to help uh, in these next few games because obviously we are used to playing at a high level and also we're battle hardened, aren't we? So uh, we're looking forward to the next few weeks. Yeah, and, and belief's a big thing as well, Rob, isn't it? I mean, mm. I said it before about the, the St. Helens game and the Wigan game. They came so close to winning there. And when you come away from the, the game at the end of the game, the players must be thinking, God, we've had it stolen from us there. We've worked so hard and we want to put it right the week after. And you could tell that against, against Leeds, they, they felt like there was a bit of injustice the week before at St. Helens and they did put so much into it. They wanted the result and they looked more hungry than Leeds, I thought. And that's what you need to be again this week against Casford. It's another home game and a win against the Tigers would give us 10 points. Like I said, Warrington have only got 10 points. And they play St. Helens this weekend. And for, for all the will in the world, I can't see them beating St. Helens. So that would, if all things go to plan, that would see us level with them. And then you've got a cluster of teams in the mid sort of table in and around that top six. Um, and there's still an awful long way to go in the season. There's a lot of rugby league to be played. So, you know, that, that's got to be our aim at the moment. I think with a fully fit side to, to pick from, um, and the resources that we've got in the squad, not the biggest squad in the world, but I think we've got a chance, every chance of, of challenging for that. So, uh, We've had some tough fixtures, like you said, but uh, with these home games coming up, it's about building momentum and, and being consistent. So two wins from two. You know, if we can get that, we've got a week off then for the Challenge Cup final. So that gives us another bit of a rest. And I think we play OKR away after that, yeah. which is another tough fixture. But I mean, at the moment, all Kingston Rovers look like this. they've been shot to pieces. You know, Tony Smith's announced he's going. They lost 12-0 at Leeds. They've lost 32-0 at the weekend. They got absolutely hammered in the cup semi-final of Huddersfield, so that's another winnable game. But cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's beat Castleford first. Yeah, give us your score prediction, Paul. Um, the league expresses in my van. What did I put? I can't remember what I put now. Um, oh, what did I put? Twenty-eight, sixteen to Salford. There's a story behind that. Um, no, it's, it's funny because I always do my predictions on the back of the paper. Huh. Last week I was doing them and I did them all. I filled them all and I left Salford's out. I didn't know what to put for Leeds. So I left it out for ages. That it, like By the end of the week, I decided to fill it in there because I didn't have a clue how the game was going to go. But no, there's no story behind it, really. Who would I like to score? Um, I, I tell you, I'd like to get a try. Brody Croft, because I think he's worked so hard the last few weeks. I'd love to see him get the winning try. But if we're going to go 28, 16, I said, didn't our uh, Brody Croft brace? I'm going to go 18 6 Salford, Tim Lafay to score the winner with five minutes to go from Thank you that. 40 yards out. Can he run that far? <laughs> <laughs> Just fall over the line when he scores. <laughs> well, if he does, he'll have to give it to, uh, to who's on his wing. It's um, Burgess on that side, yeah. isn't it? So. Yeah, I'm sure Joe would just a bit of help him out. Yeah. So that's the end of this week's podcast. Another great show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, it's been a busy week for you, hasn't it, this week? You're interviewing and this mm. you're a very, very busy man. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully we'll get Parky on next week as well when he's not watching blooming football. Yeah, when he's not decorating his house or watching Liverpool. Yeah, he's, a bit, he's another busy man. <laughs> 
So big thanks to you this week's uh, Devil the Detail podcast. Ira Paxson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify and YouTube. See you soon. Ha, 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 ha.